Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Welcome, everybody, to the Screen Looker Podcast Show. I'm your host, Martin Ben, and with me today, I have Daniel George. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic, sir. Fantastic. And how are you doing, Matthew Witkowski? I'm doing well, too. I'm frantically trying to get things not sounding like ass, and I think we may have done it just in time. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are worse things than sounding like ass, because sometimes, never mind, never mind. No, nope. uh, <laughs> <supposed> to stop. <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> just, we need to stop this. Um, <laughs> anyway, man. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Daniel, how you been up to these days, man? What you what you been playing? I know you're you you've been you've been involved in some some turning some poker tournaments, doing some things. Yes, because uh, gambling is illegal in certain fashions, specifically online in the United States. I think it was a few years ago because they had shows going in the United States, like they had Poker After Dark and mm-hmm. uh, the big game with Chris Rose. <laughs> as commentator no joke uh but now it's not allowed so in canada china brazil portugal croatia you know the civilized countries you're allowed to uh play poker online Mm -hmm. so um most of the time i play like during the evening just because if i'm writing i'm either focused half on the writing half on the game and it just tanks Mm-hmm. And then you just degen and you start going all in and tilted and then you lose all your money and right. then you rebuy and then it's death spirals or so I've heard. Right. But, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I've heard. Uh, but anyways, um, what I do is just play, you know, tournaments. You can do cash games where it's like five cents, 10 cents for the big line or even one cent, two cent. Mm-hmm. But uh, tournaments are fun because there are so many ways you can play. Like today, I just finished a crazy tournament where it's four players maximum at a table instead of the usual nine. Uh, you start off with, I think, 10,000. Let me check. Uh, you start off with 10,000 ships. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I think it was 5,000, 3,000 or... 10,000 something where it's not just 3,000 where you're not just going all in immediately and if they're like lays then those chips once you pop you just can't stop yes that is that is correct um he is right yes yes (laughs) actually i can check the structure but anyways the main point is that in some of these bigger tournaments where you have where they're kind of like a major Mm -hmm. i think that was one was 5,000 uh, you have you start with a hundred big blinds, and a lot of people buy in for a dollar. So this tournament, there was four thousand guaranteed dollars, but because there were forty five hundred nineteen entries, that meant there was a forty five hundred dollar prize pool, mm-hmm. and there's also you have to beat forty five hundred eighteen people. Once you start getting, and it's also a hyper turbo, so that means that every level the amount of blinds that you have to pay increases every three minutes turbo they're usually every five minutes in a standard tournament it takes 10 minutes and because of that it means 
usually takes eight hours, sorry, nine hours, four and a half hours, two hours for regular tournaments at those speeds to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because this was a major tournament, it took, it finished in two hours, 43 minutes for the hyper, usually ends in two. Mm-hmm. Not even. I got to the final five, to the final table with four other people. One of them from Canada, two of them from of Great Britain, of course. one of them from Russia. So all of your people except the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's crazy because like you to get this far, you have to go all in like maybe five, six, seven times mm-hmm. just to get there. And because you're the the pay jumps are so crazy. Like out of forty five hundred nineteen people, only seven hundred forty three get paid, and the first pay is a dollar ninety five. Mm. Then a hundred and twenty or sorry eighty people later, it jumps to two dollars fifteen. Then two thirty seven, two sixty one, two eighty seven, three sixteen. If you're in the top ninety five. You only get paid six hundred six dollars and eighteen cents. Hmm. So it's just putting in a lot of emotional, mental energy, bluffing, raising people, and with only four people, it's easier to bluff off lines and increase your chip stack. And unfortunately, I lost two in the final table, like three hands in. I put tens in against ace nine for against the second place person and they hit an ace on the turn and that was it. Well, you you still did. I mean, you're coming out, you're coming out, not in the dollar dollar 95 range. That's the the key part. (laughs) That's the thing is the important part. The way these tournaments are final tables, even at the final table is crazy. Like I made $92 but the first place made $646. So even then, it tells you how much pressure is on the people, even at the very end, to do very well because just how much it jumps up. Right, right. Uh, so that was fun. It's now helped pay back my bankroll, and I will never stop playing this game. <laughs> the day I die. This doesn't sound like a healthy thing. This sounds like when Matt was like, Hey guys, I started playing World of Warcraft and we said, Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> well, it's different because like you lose money more easily. Because <laughs> I do very well playing blackjack. Okay. But that's like a point five eight percent advantage to the dealer if you're doing it properly. Mm-hmm. Like it's just math. Like there's skill involved and the idea of beating a field of forty five hundred and fourteen people of nine four hundred forty five hundred nineteen. Mm-hmm. There's a rush in that as much as there is turning one dollar into six hundred and forty six dollars. Mm-hmm. And I know like people have like like uh it, it's not to the point where like, oh, I'm going to go broke. Because I'm playing $1 tournaments. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's all jokes. It's all, like, you know, fun money. But it is something to I was looking to do uh, with uh, when we were, when uh, Rakowski and I were doing Twitch streaming. 
the very mm-hmm. first day I asked, can I stream this? <laughs> can I stream <laughs> poker? I mean, you know, you got to make sure it's out there. Got to make sure the people, the people have, people have things that they want to see. You got to get the people what they want. Yeah. And like doing (laughs) fine, getting to a final table, like once you get to the end, that's kind of like when people start hopping in Mm -hmm. and it could have really popped off. But again, you know, what's done is done. What, you know, what's thrown together last second and hoping it works is (laughs) something else. But, um, one thing that did work when we were on streaming, when we were streaming was Jackbox. And I got the opportunity to try out Jackbox Party Pack 5 on the Nintendo Switch. Make sure this podcast doesn't go up until (laughs) Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Now that I said that. Uh, But uh, there are five games in Jackbox Party Pack 5. Now, I want to bring them up because I don't want to get their names wrong. Uh, none of them are repeats except for You Don't Know Jack is oh, back. Okay. So the basic quiz show where they try to throw you off and make we word questions weirdly so that you know the answer, but you don't know quite what they're asking. Has anyone played You Don't Know Jack? I have. Literally... That's probably my least favorite of all the games I've played on a Jackbox back. <laughs> I was about to say... I have not, and I don't think I've ever anyone ever heard anyone be like, hey, man, we're playing Jackbox Party Pack. We gotta pay this. <laughs> well, I mean, it was only in the first one, and now the fifth one, and also was a thing on its own forever. Separate from the Party Pack. It's yeah. okay. Again, it's not. It's just a trivia. Right, right. And Cookie Masterson is not that funny. I apparently... Well. Jimmy Fallon has a special thanks and appearance somewhere in there. Uh-huh. That's not selling me on it. I, I know. That's why I'm, I'm burying that. Burying from the town of Bury, Ontario. Word. Uh, to talk about other fun games. Like, I cannot stop laughing when we were playing Patently Stupid. It's a game where you have to solve a problem. You you pretty much there's like I can't uh I having a problem with blank. You fill in the blank, it gets sent to another player. They choose which to pitch. So it'd be like I can't uh I can't breathe. I can't I'm finding it trouble with, you know, kids on my lawn. And then you have to kind of create an invention to solve this problem. The gun. Yeah, that, that that's exactly what uh, some people have done. Like, for example, uh, there's a streamer, Northern Lion, and he he put it on uh, the Northern Lion Super Show, and they did uh, like, uh, uh, are you having trouble during finals? Uh, well, there's one answer, another way, and it's just a picture of someone drawing a stool and a noose. Still, oh, um, <laughs> just like um, extreme is... edge lord. <laughs> that is quite edgy. Um, you know, there's you know other people, you know, talking in a movie theater, get a gun, that kind of stuff. Like the idea is to create like an invention that solves a made up problem and make it funny. It's kind of like Quiplash and draw 
draw together, I think. It does sound better when you put it that way. Like, it's very creative because you can draw anything. It's pretty much black and then a highlighter color that's chosen, like, blue, green, orange, whatever. Like, for example, we played and uh, people were talking uh, and um, in the theater and someone suggested a bomb. And then there was another ans- uh, problem that they got. And then their solution was still a bomb. And it was the same drawing once again. Hmm. It was a good callback. It's hilarious. It, it it really creates, you know, it pushes people to be creative, and a, that's what makes Jackbox games very fun, which also leads into the second, my second most favorite game, Madverse City. Pretty much you, people are paired nope, off, nope, and they have... Nope, I'm already saying nope to this. I know what this one is. This is the... This is the wrapping one, isn't it? Yes, it's the wrapping nope. one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. You seem down on this one Con- for some reason, Martin. Go ahead. Continue, Daniel. Please tell us more about how they're simulating these wraps in, uh, in, in, in the Jackbox. Well, it's mostly just to, like, clown around with friends, and it's really difficult because you pretty much have... Like, a you are given a prompt that says, like, you know, kind of mad uh mad libs like you know verb negative action like or something like you know it'll be like that and then it'll give you the first line based on what you put in and then you need to rhyme then it'll do the same again on the third line and then you have to fill in the complete fourth line so you get like a stanza pretty much and then robots uh, just co- come up and they drop the beat and they do it in robotic voices, you know, like speak and spell. So that, you know, no one's like inflecting, you know, making any inflections to like kind of cheese the audience. And then everyone votes which one was their favorite. So like, um, you know, this is very difficult because I'm extremely white and extremely Torontonian. I mean, ex- it's very extremely- difficult because rapping is difficult. You know, my only problem with this and is always like, why do people always make like rapping games? Like, I would love for people to make this type of game, but with not because I think the closest they've ever done is like Guitar Hero and Rock Band do like you can be a rock star doing these things. But nobody's like, yeah, you can do the ad-libs for a rock song. Um, I would pay to play that. I would I would much rather pay that, or much rather it's play that. Not a, it's not a competitive game. These are party games. I know, but that's what I'm I saying. I know some people get competitive about these games. I was about to say, like, this is it's definitely I don't want to lose. <laughs> like, you played Quiplash. Yes, I also don't want to lose when I play Quiplash. <laughs> I think Quiplash is, if not the very best game in the entire packs of part of Jackbox. But I still think like Patently Stupid is kind of approaching that because it combines the best parts of Draw Together and um, Quiplash. But Madverse City is funny because everyone is failing together and it's like everyone's having a laugh 
Maybe if it was like, no, I was like, maybe if there were talented people who could rap, they wouldn't find it as fun. But it's kind of, you know, pushes everyone out of their comfort zone. And that kind of really helps sell the hilarity of it. Yeah, I'm I'm a a really good rapper. I was able to, um, you know, I think I got a line, something like, uh, you're coming at me with a knife. You better, uh, I'm going to slide in the DMs, Mr. Steal Your Wife, or something like that, like, like it, it's 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 fun because like obviously you're not going to be able to re- create a rhyme or a rap wholesale. That's way more difficult, right? If you get kind of like a bare bones framework, you can kind of make jokes about it, right? All right, so that's the second game. Uh, third game, there is split the room, where pretty much the idea is to. It's another Mad Libs game. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's such a trend. So you get like a question. So it would be like, um, for example, uh, you you're you have a twenty four uh, uh, you have a full body flu that can be uh, getting rid of with one pill, but you have to go blank for twenty four hours. Do you take the pill? And then you fill in what you think would be a tough decision that half the people would say I would do that and half the people would say I wouldn't do that. Hmm. So one example ah, okay. Okay. So one example that uh, I saw online was uh, you have 20, full body flu, you know, horrendous, but if you take this pill after 24 hours, you're fine, but you go blind for the 24 hours. Do you take the pill? Either yes or no. I, yes, yeah. I'm saying that those are one. I have two answers. I can't decide between the two of them. Yeah. Oh, you can't. No, uh, just uh, one of the two. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yes or no. Yeah. Martin, mm-hmm. would you take it? You said I had to go blind yeah, for 24 hours. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could. You could. If it means that my life will be better afterward, I'll go blind for a day. That's fine. <laughs> I can figure it okay. out. It usually, mean, as long as I can sit in a room, like you know, I'll just play some ambiance music and just like zone out, take like you know some melatonin, take a good nap. You know, it'd mm-hmm. be like a peaceful day. Actually, if not to just be blind for a day, yeah, we could do that. Now, if so I had to like, be blind for the rest of my life, no, no, that that, that would be like okay. Let's let's think about it. <laughs> that would be unfortunate. So yeah, that's the first phase, and the second phase is the game presents an option, and then you have to present like half the people present um their own second door. So you know, door number one, um, you're on a reality dating show, and on the cry on it says either booty enthusiast or blank. And you have to fill in the blank to what to make people think that they would either go with booty enthusiast or your option 50-50. So like for example, like you could be like booty enthusiast under your name on a reality show or booby enthusiast. I mean, and then what 
is this the is this the option? Somebody has to choose one of those two. Well, the like- the game presents the booty enthusiast option, and then you pick your own to make other people decide which one they would rather pick, I... and hope they get fifty percent. I... So it's it, it's not that nuanced, or it's not as nuanced in its evolution, but it does get a lot of you know, you would do that kind <laughs> of answers. <laughs> You know, like petty arguments. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So that one that one's pretty fine. That one's like my third favorite. Um We already talked about you don't know Jack's quiz. And Zeeple Dome, I don't know what they're doing, but pretty much it's a one to six player kind of arena and enemies are on the screen and you use your phone and you fling your character at the enemies on the screen. But the problem is it's very laggy. Oh, fun. And also only your character can hit the can knock the enemy dead once they're in their zero health stage. And it's indicated by the color that your character. Like I tried, I kept flinging it, it didn't work. The other people I was playing with was fine. Had a lot of issues and it kind of has like an difficulty increase and like a reward loop of something and different costumes and it was okay Uh, but that that doesn't seem to fit with the rest of the party pack theme no this is the first time i think there's been like a kind of competitive actiony game in jackbox mostly it's just player input and creativity or yeah. just knowledge. So that one was weird. Overall, Jackbox Party Pack 5, I think, has a lot of potential. You don't know Jack. I don't know. Maybe I think because the audience can play, like, a lot of these have Twitch audience potential. Zeeple Dome has zero. Because people can't watch the stream and, like, fling their characters around. There'd be, like, a three-second delay. Patently stupid, uh, the audience can only decide which thing they want to give their money. They're also voting in Mad Verse City. Split the room, the audience can win. Because they choose oh one of three options for each of their Mad Libs. And they can also win You Don't Know Jack. Mm-hmm. I don't like what the audience wins. Yeah, why would the I like audience it because... be able to win anything? I, I want to win, just me. Yeah, like this, so this is bad enough. People, people I invite to play win, right? Like they're just they're just in the audience. It's just people. But uh, the thing is, it it encourages interactivity and engagement. Sorry, even worse. In, sorry, interactivity and hashtag engagement. Uh, I've never found engaging with people on the internet to be a good idea. <laughs> but when they're your, they're people on your Twitch channel. Yeah, I don't know why they're there. I didn't invite them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> go down that path. I wouldn't go down the path of letting random strangers go in. They start saying things like, "You guys aren't fun because you're not being ridiculous," and it's like, I don't know what your definition of ridiculous is here, man. Say something racist. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't racy enough, guys. No, but that's uh, need. We're talking <laughs> about specific people letting them come in as players. I'm talking about. As audience collective. I'm just messing around. Like, I'm just saying we shouldn't play with Rev anymore. That's all. 
Oh, no. If I had known that she was as racy as she was, we would have never allowed her. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I, I yield my time to the representative from Georgia. Well, you know, I just wanted to say a quick thing. Uh, fuck Mega Man, dog. I started <laughs> like I don't have very many thoughts about Mega Man because here's what happened. I bought Mega Man Legacy Collection. I was like, I've never played Mega Man. You know, I mean, I should probably play Mega Man. That's one of those games everyone says you should play. Never played Mega Man, so I bought the Legacy Collection and then I bought the X Collection. And I bought the X Collection because I was like, if I recall, I played the X Collection. I'll probably like that more. So I'll play that one first, and I'll go back and play the other ones. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway. Yeah, you got over the best part. I played X. I played the first level of X, right? Get through that. Gets me to the point where I can choose the bosses or whatever. Get to choose the first boss. I'll choose one of the bosses. He's got tentacles or something like that. I don't know what the fuck his name is. So right now, he's Tentacle Man. And I like it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Tentacles guy like literally just throw shit randomly around the stage mega man has no dodge mega man has no ability to shoot these things out of the air you can't really jump over them because he's throwing them all over the place and then it's like shoot this guy a few times and then he'll die no no he doesn't fucking die you die like 15 times in a row and then you delete the game and you say fuck mega man and that's the end of my rant what's the (laughs) um what stage was the Tentacle Man. Yeah. Tentacle Man. I want to say the hardest stage to start with. Did I pick the hardest stage to start with? It's possible, but it's also the very first guy in the whole get mad. Like, like literally in Mega Man X, which is the first one I played. Mega Man. Oh wow, you're right. The very first boss in the boss order is like tentacle man or something like that i don't know if his name is actually tentacle man it's the underwater stage right uh yes yes it is the underwater Oh, the water temple yes 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 very much like the water temple um in the sense that you're fighting something that literally knows that you can't block anything at at all that he throws at you (laughs) yeah launch octopus is usually one of if not the last to go for why is he in the first one then? Why is he the first one? Why would no there's one two, say... There's two spots at the top, and one of them is the one you should go for. Yeah, Show yeah. Time. So I'm looking at this, and it's like, oh, oh, Launch Octopus should be the fourth boss. You know what would be great? If it was in the order of what bosses you should go in. That That's the one I would go for. Imagine if they told you the, the cheese boss order. Uh, you know, that's how most games do it. I think I'm pretty cool with it. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. I just didn't feel like playing through a game where like, I literally didn't know when I was going to get the weapons I was going to need to actually beat them. Because I knew right away, I was like, I don't have the weapons to beat this guy. I can't dodge. I can't get past him. It doesn't make any sense. He's not hurt by what I'm doing. Like He's taking like all of my life away when I, hit, when I get hit, and I like take nothing away from him. There's no way to adjust sliders, so it's not even like I'm on hard or easy. This is just the mode. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's easy for me to say, yeah, I don't really like this type of game. I I would prefer that it just say, hey, um, you or this is what you'll get with this boss, or this is what you'll get with this boss. I at least I could then choose if I want to try to go toward for that boss for whatever it's coming for. 
I'm not saying give me what it's weak to. I'm just saying give me what I get from winning. There's not even anything for me to really be pursuing when I'm with that when I'm going against that guy because it's like I don't know what the actual end result is going to be. So yeah, at the end of the day, I just said fuck Mega Man X and fuck Mega Man in general and deleted them off of the system. So I won't be getting Mega Man 11. <laughs> Needless to say. <laughs> oh, oh, is that uh, what we can conclude? <laughs> There are many things to conclude. Um, anyway, Matt Rakowski, what have you been playing yes. there? Well, I'm up to 2,036 hours on Bejeweled 3. 2,036, perfectly yep. normal amount. Is, that is a normal amount. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's nice to hear somebody else say it for once. Right, right. Um, uh, I played some categories earlier today, but that's not, it's not technically a video game. I didn't play it. How do you game. play categories again? How do you play it? All I know is that Larry, uh, David, and Shaq played it. Larry, David, and Shaq. I didn't play with them. But oh, okay. how it works is you have like a list of like, say, like 10 or 12 things. Like it says like type of sandwich or plant or famous actor. And cool. That's fun. Um, someone um, rolls a big like 26-sided die or whatever. And it gives you a letter. And then you have like a certain amount of time, like two minutes to fill in each of those categories you've given with words that start with that letter. So if you rolled C or whatever, um, like famous actor, it could be like Cage, comma, Nicholas, that kind of thing. Okay. And so try to get as many of those things as you can, and you can be creative if you want to. And that's how that works. Okay. I played that today. I that lost, but I did my best. And I guess the only video game I've played in the last week or so because I've been doing other things. Um, it's Mario Golf 64, which is my favorite Mario Golf. I do like it because, like, once you get into the whole thing with all the, you can, like, make it backspin or front spin, that type of stuff when it hits mm-hmm. the ground. Mm-hmm. And just, it's not the same, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like I like having the holes where if the wind is a certain direction, you just cannot hit the green. <laughs> It's like, nah, it's just not going to happen, fam. You're just not, never not happening gonna, you're just never going to Mario Star is great for that one. That, those types of holes. Yeah. Where it's like a postage stamp you're aiming for. And <laughs> it's like 200 yards away. So even if you do hit it somehow perfectly with the right amount of loft and get right in the front of the green, it's still going to run off the back and into the bunker. Right. Exactly. That's um, my favorite game. Good times with Mario Golf have been had for sure. I think about like how much fun. You know what I've been missing lately? And this is completely off the topic, but just because you mentioned that you love Biogolf 64. I love mm-hmm. like old racing games, like the old arcade racing games, like new arcade racing games are like way too polished. I want the old school arcade racing games where you accidentally glitched into a pathway that was actually not a secret for you to find, but is actually, they had created this part of the level and then it was supposed to be patched out and it was still there. So like, <laughs> So you can still get around the level in other ways, just randomly. Like I was really excited for um, that game on rush to come out because it looked like those types of games where it was like, you get like this ridiculous map and you'll have like all kinds of these secret passageways you could tip, you could take. And then it turned out it was an overwatch racing game. And I don't even know. I don't know what they were thinking on that one. Um, then, I I was telling them I talked to uh I or I sent a message to Paul Rushy D, uh Rushinsky, I can't exactly pronounce his last name. 
Um, but they call him Rushy. Either way. Yeah. I sent a message to him like, hey, is this inspired by Rush 2049 at all? And Rush 2049 was one of my favorite racing games to go to the arcade and play. I don't know if you guys have ever played this. Yeah, the whole San Francisco Rush series was awesome for that yeah. thing you're describing. Yeah, exactly. It, it was always like you're just flying through the air doing shit for no reason. Like, fly through the air off of this t- off of this jump fast enough, and like you like fly over like half the stage. It's crazy. Uh, or I miss games like that were just ridiculous in concept. Like I really enjoyed like Cruising USA and Cruising World. <laughs> like we just need more games that like take themselves so not seriously. Um, where they like the theme song of Cruising USA was Cruising, yeah, Cruising USA. Like, like that was that was all they had to go on. That's and all you need. That's really all you need. Like today, it's like, oh no, we gotta have like, uh, we gotta have make sure we have all of the the details on the cars have to be really explicit. And um, as they're driving around, we need to have the sunsetting music happening in the background. I'm just like, this is not what I'm looking for. I just want to go drive around in crazy cars and have fun and hit jumps and make crazy tricks. And I just don't see that in a lot of games. Like, Well, there's Guts and Glory. You can play that. Guts and Glory. Is that a PC game, though? No, it's like Happy Wheels except in 3D. Ah, gotcha. You can do sweet tricks and stuff and... I'll have then, to, I'll have yeah. to check that, check that out. See if I can play it on my computer. Just to, it's not not really a racing game per se, but it doesn't take itself seriously. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm looking for. Like I know a lot of people like the Forza Horizon series, and I hear Forza Horizon Four is really good, but I have to buy a GPU before I can play that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> it is uh, apparently it's a looker of a game, and that means you just can't play it on anything. So. Uh, if anything, what I may do is I may just go find an emulator of Cruising USA or Cruising World somewhere and just play that uh, for like two stages and then be like, I'm satisfied now and, and, leave, <laughs> and leave it alone. That wasn't quite as fun as I remember it. Anyway. <laughs> Anybody play Initial D arcade stage in any arcade? Initial D? What the hell are you talking about, Daniel? Um, It's a drift heavy racing game. Based on the Japanese anime series Initial D. No, I did. It was NHL like D? it's like World it's of like World World of <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like you know street racing based on nineties Japanese aesthetics and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of mid sized sedans. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this right now. It's like this is like a Toyota Camry from like 1994. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is like the most extreme racing game, of course, ever. Uh, but they're they're like souped up to be like you know hard, fr- fast slide turns into corners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like, that has an arcadey feel to it, kind of like Daytona USA. I'm thinking I might try to look into you know the old other like sci-fi arcade racers too. You know, you had games like Extreme G. You guys ever oh god, Extreme G. <laughs> no, that, I did not enjoy that game. <laughs> I'm not saying they were even good. I'm just saying like I just miss that there's like once upon a time people used to try with racing games, and now it's like. We're just going to remake the old ones, but we're not going to... The new ones all have to be, like, these super high, intricate things to, that you play around with. Um, 
I know Forza Horizon is like the exception, but that's mostly what I see. It's not as fun. It looks great. Looks amazing. Like Gran Turismo Sport on my 4K TV looks absolutely incredible. But is it really that fun to play? I don't know. I wouldn't uh, say so. <laughs> that was like my initial impression. Like, you know, I, I pretty much always had Nintendo consoles growing up. Right. And so pretty much all the racing games there were wacky in some way. Yeah. And yeah. so when my friend got an Xbox the first time one came out, he got Gran Turismo. I remember playing with him and just kind of waiting for something to happen and just eventually come to the realization it's like, oh, it's just a car. <laughs> yeah. And, just, just and, and that was the end of me being interested in it. But yeah. now pretty much all games are like, oh, that's just a car. Yeah. <laughs> really, really detailed hey, and accurate. But hey, you got to stop talking shit about Microsoft's leading avatar and hero. A car. A car. That is it. That is it. The, the, what, what, what car did they have last year? Did they have a car at E3 last I year? I thought it was a Porsche 911. I'm pretty sure it was a Porsche. I, sure I, Porsche. I, I had to have seen it live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember it, but they always have a car. It's like their best mascot every year at E3 is a car. Uh, <laughs> that, that is that is i did not know that and that's just sad to hear i mean they don't they haven't had a halo game in a few years uh or in like a year or two uh so it's been like ooh, who is it oh it's the people of gears of war yay we all love those guys still oh yeah uh, jeff gear <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Oh, was it a Ford GT last year for Ford's a six? I mean, it was something. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what it was. Oh, Ford's a six was 2015. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, because Ford's a seven is the one that came out last year. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I forgot that they they switch off every year like it's uh, an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> Well, you know, Assassin's Creed isn't coming out again next year, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, it seems like this one is kind of... Act- it's the new Dark Souls now. They're just Dark Souls now. They're all... Everything's Dark Souls now. Or yeah. if it do- hasn't released yet, then it's Death Stranding. It's the Dark Souls of <laughs> Assassin's Creed Dark Souls. I've heard the combat is good, so I assume that that's where that's coming from. Um, oh, I, I, that's... Oh. First off, I want to make it clear that's not what I mean in jest. Okay. When... <laughs> okay. I Just mean, it's sure. got open world, open-ish world. That's not Dark Souls, but it's got hit numbers and equipable gear. But does that action. open world have wands? Because a Harry Potter game has leaked online. Oh, uh, my in the God. Last two weeks. <laughs> Wait. No, you cannot. You you all cannot consistently say I can't use my usual I, transition words. I'm and- <laughs> not saying that. I'm saying I can't believe they're making a Harry Potter game in they the year are. of our Lord 2018. They are, and they should, because we never got a good one. We got to get a good one before <laughs> I'll let this go. Okay. The franchise is still going strong, though. The, the, the Fantastic Beast movie is still happening. and Yeah, exactly. Yep. The Ringer has the binge mode series on Harry Potter, so that's... That, that's happening. true. They're they still the putting. Plays, you know? They're still I mean, putting Dumbledore in the closet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. You know, uh, but 
ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, Variety got a story out there that footage of an unannounced Harry Potter game was leaked online. And a BBC journalist said the game is real and has a name Harry Potter Magic Awakened. So other titles included uh, Magic Forever, um, which is... <laughs> Forever, <laughs> ever? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, if they let like, Outkast do the music to Harry Potter Magic Forever, I think I would be good with that. If, if, this would, is, uh, yes. if, if this is what unites Big Boy and Andre 3000 again, please name it Harry Potter Magic Forever. Otherwise, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the coolest thing about the game, I think, is it would allow for you to create your own fifth year character. So fifth years are the ones who are like trying to decide their career paths and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do when they graduate. It's like when they start actually becoming adults in Harry Potter. Um, so you know, it's going to allow for you to choose between like different pathways. You can probably use, end up using different spells. Um, and it has like RPG elements along with um, different fantastic beats, uh, beasts and different environments that everyone's familiar with in Hogwarts, um, as well as the usual spells and things like that. So I thought it was interesting. Now, Daniel, uh, I, or I should say, Matt, are you interested in this? Because Daniel seems like he's far against this. But I, 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 would you be interested in a Harry Potter game? Um, had you asked me any other year of my life, the answer would have been no. But mm. for whatever reason, I started to go back to the binge mode thing that uh, the ringer is doing. Mm-hmm. I started listening to them talk about Harry Potter, and also I'm like, oh, this is is this is kind of fucking awesome. Yeah. And so, yes, I would say now I would because I'm I'm making up on about thirty years of lost <laughs> fandom. Thirty? Well, I'm thirty years old. 20. I don't know. When did the books start coming out? Nineteen twenty-two. Uh yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah, the there first you go. year, the first book. Um JK Rowling is actually tweeting from her grave. Um every tweet that comes out Well if anyone could, it's her. She's magic, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um But no, I think I'm mostly interested because it's like I I'm actually kind of done with Harry Potter for the most part. Like I, I'm cool with the Fantastic Beast series because like I watched the movie and I was like, that's okay, still this is Harry Potter. Potter. Come on, it's not Harry Potter though. Like it's no, like it's got Dumbledore in it. That's the only thing that like bridges the gap. Other than that, like it's all and like the book is referenced in Harry Potter, but it's literally like two like sentences worth of references in the books. So, like, for me, it's a 100% new experience in Harry Potter, but I was just done with an actual Harry Potter story. I'll take anything else they want to do. I just don't want to hear anything else about Harry Potter. The problem is Rupert that, the problem is that <laughs> everything outside of Harry Potter, post-facto created by J.K. Rowling, has been terrible. I mean... Including many, many redactions and um i forget what it's called when you retcons retcons yeah i mean i don't share bug i i personally don't have any problem with anything she wants to change like show book yo series whatever change what you want i don't care i read them when i was younger it doesn't change anything for me everything you're talking about isn't actually in the books so it doesn't matter i what (laughs) what do you call what do Americans call 
muggles again? No, no Madge. Yes. Yeah, so it, wait. That, that almost. Why do I know that? Wow, I'm great. I was about to say, why? How do you know that, sir? <laughs> I don't know. But it's not good. You're not good. Fair. Anyway, <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. I'm cool with them doing it, if only because it means that maybe I could fly a hippogriff around the Hogwarts world and someone would be able to make that happen in 2018 versus the games that all came out like a decade ago. Because the movie, like, we're almost at the point where, let me see, let me make sure that I'm saying this right before I get all the way into my point and be wrong. Uh, <laughs> but Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 came out in 2011. We're almost a decade away from when that movie came out, which would mean that we're also almost a decade away from when, like, the game tie-in came out. So we haven't really had, like, good Harry Potter games that aren't Lego games in quite some time. So I'm cool with them trying to do something new. This yeah, time. maybe the next video game movie will be the one. Maybe. Maybe. Mega Man's coming. As oh. is Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Are you you're hopping into it? I'm I'm hopping right into it. Hopping right is it into on it. here? It's not on here. I actually okay, didn't, but <laughs> I didn't I didn't put it on here because I was like I don't want to spend like an hour talking about how Monster Monster Hunter by the same guy who made the Resident Evil movies may end up actually being good, and all of you all judging me because Resident Evil movies are actually better than anyone gives them credit for, and we all should be apologizing that we don't point them out. They, yeah, you're right. They're one of Canada's greatest film series. You're absolutely you, you, right. This is there is no, why is it Canadian? Please tell me. Uh, because it's Canadian productions. I didn't even realize that was the case. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, but, you know, I can always it's... count on you to enlighten me further, Daniel. <laughs> $1.235 billion. Big franchise right there. Big Biggest franchise. Canadian franchise film franchise. And that's your Canadian fact of the day. Since I'm Trailer trying, Park Boys. I'm trying. Oh, their movies are not great. <laughs> uh, I'm Okay, maybe it'll be in the first movie, which is still the best one. Okay, we're, we can't do this. This is why I didn't bring up the movies. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, Are only some of them Canadian? That would be weird if it was. Yeah, because some of them are distributed in Germany. But it's like also French and UK. I Okay, I'm going to... This is under review now. This... <laughs> Canadian fact of the day is under review. Redacted. We have to redact the Canadian fact of the day as Daniel is not sure if his Canadian facts were actually correct. Um, the actual biggest news, things that are correct, and I I didn't actually put it on here, I recognize now, and I should have, because obviously I started writing this when I was going to have a show last week. Then life got in the way. Um you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of personal life changes going on these days. I got a new job I'm starting next week. You know, and then uh, I've been moving things around my house. I got, I, I got a sofa bed now. By the way, have nice. you, all, have you all ever had a sofa bed in your living room in front of the, your big TV? And then, oh boy! And then you just like, cause the sofa bed like adjusts. Like once you pull it out, it has an adjustment so you can like lean up. 
So you can literally like lay out on the sofa bed as if it's like a regular bed and still watch TV, but in a more comfortable position than when it's like in your room. So anyway, all of this is to say life has been grand in the last week or so. Um, And life is also grand for those PlayStation users who named themselves My Titties Are Tight or something like that. Because you can that would have been banned very immediately. (laughs) Would they have? I don't know. Yes. I've heard some terrible names in the many years of listening to Beyond that would tell Beyond. me that, uh, or 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 even on uh, what is there the the kind of funny show now, uh, they, Games Daily that they put it on there. Pretty sure I've heard worse names than that. But PSN online IDs can now change in the future, which is crazy. They're finally doing it. They can finally do it. Of course, the caveat is. If you change your name and you aren't playing a massively popular game from before April of 2018, it won't work. You have to actually you you can't keep both names. You have to have the new name. And if you change the new name and try to play an old game that's not popular, it won't work anymore. So obviously there are caveats, but it was also inevitable that that was actually going to happen. Um, Their biggest issue was they didn't design it with a universal identifier so you couldn't just change names in the first place so i'm assuming that in april of this year they just said all right fuck it we can't figure it out we're going to create one anyone who doesn't have it after this day and can't code for it it won't happen so uh i'm pretty sure your call of duties your your Fortnites, your all of your all of your big faves that are always up will have the change available however if you really enjoyed playing Gravity Rush 2 online multiplayer, I don't think that's going to be a good difference. Oh, yeah, it's not even online anymore. What am I saying? What do you mean? <laughs> so if all you single-player Call of Duty people are still... <laughs> like, right? What niche, niche, niche upon niche. Yeah, Okay, exactly. Call of Duty is not niche, but you get the um, point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, In addition to announcing this, uh, and obviously in announcing this, um, they're, you know, this is the second of announcements that is from PlayStation to appease people. I think we talked about before that they announced that they're going to start allowing people to play crossplay with Fortnite um, and a beta program. So they did that. And then they also came out in in a conversation and they said, Hey, we're we're thinking about next generation hardware. Uh, they didn't actually say the words PlayStation Five, but obviously they were talking about whatever the next version of the PlayStation looks like. And I'm sure that we will probably see something about that. You know, towards the end of start seeing the rumors flying even harder somewhere towards the middle of next year, and maybe they even talk about it towards the end of next year. Who knows? PlayStation Four Pro X. <laughs> no, it's the PlayStation 4 Pro S Max because now we have to have Max after. Oh we, yeah, we I gotta forgot. Use, we got to use the X, and then we got to call it the XS, and then it's the XS Max. That's I that's really the next right. <laughs> I really, really, really thought that they were just going to not have this ready, and that's why they don't have a PlayStation experience. So they weren't lying. About right. having it ready in a year's time. Right. And yet, here we are. Online IDs can change now. Online IDs yeah. can change. Getting ready for PS5 in 2019. Yeah. I mean, 
starting up crossplay, starting up name changes, getting the uh, the fact that you can now download your PlayStation Four games from PlayStation Now, so you don't have to stream them anymore. Like everything, pretty much anyone's been complaining about in the last few months. Like I know that obviously Xbox has been making large deals about all of their stuff, but PlayStation's been like coming out in blog posts and just being like, "Oh yeah, by the way, that thing you asked for, it's there now." Oh, oh we're trying that out. Well, oh, we're gonna try this. <laughs> early 2019. It'll be 2019, but we'll. It'll have be it. five months from now. <laughs> um, speaking of 2019, the Nintendo Switch is rumored to have oh. a new model in 2019. So, I thought you were going somewhere else based on the other companies you were talking about in that part. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of bouncing around here trying to get through this through this a little bit. I, I, there's a couple other Microsoft things. Nintendo only has one thing. So the yeah. Nintendo Switch gets a new model. Will Will you all re-up if there's a new, better model of the Switch? Or, if you, or I should say it this way. If a new model of the Switch comes out, what would it have to have on it for you to re-up and get a new one? Exclusive games. That's it. Um, would you get a new one, or would you just be like, "I'm good, Monte"? Who's you? I said Monte. I said Monte. Oh, Monte, Monte. I'm sorry, I missed it. I was mumbling to myself. Um, <laughs> I, if it had Mario Golf 64, I would consider it. But um, right. honestly, I've kind of considered getting a second one for the other TV we have here. Mm-hmm. And a new model would probably encourage me to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was already like halfway there, and that would be like the one thing to push me over the edge. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. It's like you know, I want to get a new one. Oh yeah, I mean, I need one for the other TV anyway. Boom, there you go. Um, so yeah, I I personally am now thinking I was going to buy one right around the time Smash Smash came out. And now I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to waste my money and I just want to grab a new one next year. But who knows? Because these are rumors and rumors can always turn out not to be true. Uh, As usual, Nintendo did not comment on such things. Um, Moving on from Nintendo, we have other uh, Microsoft news. Um, One of which is that they are looking to acquire Obsidian, apparently according to rumors across the industry from uh from rumor folks and daniel you wanted to tell this story since you wrote up the report i was going to say speaking of rumors uh obsidian entertainment uh did not comment on the report except to say that rumors album fleetwood mac stood up (laughs) i've never listened to of rumors right Um, so yeah, Obsidian Entertainment has been a computer RPG house and has always been given publisher RPGs and be like, here, go make one. Mm-hmm. It's always also been in financial trouble and they used to have the old Sandguard RPG t- uh, personalities like um, Chris Avalone, Josh Sawyer. Uh, Avalon's now working on Dying Light 2 Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he, he had a public kind things, good nope, things to nope. say about a city in a state, apparently. <laughs> a lot of egotistical people at Obsidian. Mm-hmm. A lot of perfectionists. And also a lot of weird people. But anyways, um, yeah, so Obsidian is now has the financial security and backing of Microsoft. 
to make, I'm guessing, an RPG will be... I know Phil Spencer's talked about bolstering their uh, production on PC. They could make an Xbox PS... Or uh, Xbox PC RPG. Mm-hmm. Maybe with PC in mind, kind of like Divinity Original Sin 2. Right. Because right. they're the ones who made up Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire and the original Pillars of Eternity on uh, Kickstarter. That worked well. Yeah, yeah. And DOS 2 was also on uh, Kickstarter. So maybe Microsoft's like, you know what? We have the future. We've talked about the future mm-hmm. on stage beside the car. <laughs> We're, there's going to be a different car and maybe a different console next year. And a DeLorean also to go back in time. That's too old. It's about going in future, future. <laughs> um... I did know in that's bad for improv. Anyways, so Microsoft's been like getting all the studios. They've pretty much been getting all the warriors together and preparing for the next battle, battle, battle. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense. I'm guessing they they took their L, went home, and are trying to turn it into a win for the next generation because Sony is trying to recover from a very bad image problem right now, which is greedy sony sony arrogance something that was a holdover from the ps3 days heading into the ps3 when the ps2 was the big dick salesman yeah but i i also think that uh the only thing that really worries anyone is like at this point because now they're talking about crossplay they're talking about name changes they're talking about all this other stuff you've been asking about forever uh, now the only thing they're worried about is, well, what if the PlayStation isn't backwards compatible? And that's where it's like Microsoft has really done a lot of work to try to do that. And, of course, Nintendo is doing that as well with their retro service. Um, so they have, like, all of their old classic games and things. So, you know, I mean... No, I just their old classic NES games. Well, it'll expand maybe although yeah. they're not having a virtual console anything like what they've done nintendo's going backwards with their back with their back catalog they used to have i think they had snes games on the 3ds i mean the wii had nintendo 64 games on them you could buy so i mean yeah but speaking of games that you can buy and play almost anywhere um you can now do chrome streaming uh, thanks to a Ubisoft initiative, you can actually stream Assassin's Creed Odyssey through Google Chrome. Um, hmm. Oh, gameplay. Like, yeah, you can actually play the game. Like, I actually play the game. Not just, like, streaming somebody else's Twitch stream or something like that. No, like, actually playing and, sh- like, streaming. Or, or I say streaming, like, you're down, like, you're basically... Um, buffering the game as it's as it's going through like you're receiving data input as it's happening um, i cannot imagine playing a fighting game on your phone through a controller you know i mean it's all about accessibility though like you think about how many people use google chrome as a browser and you have ubisoft 20 people I do. I use it. It's fun. Right. Like only Matt and his friends use Chrome on a regular. My nineteen friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to have Chrome as a streaming base, like you know, there's obviously millions of PlayStation owners. There's obviously millions of Xbox owners. Millions of Nintendo's product owners. But 
to have a browser window that can act as the way to play a game is also pretty cool. It means like people who want to buy just like, oh, I have a Chromebook, but I don't have like all of these big PC innards to play and I don't have a big TV to play all this on. I can just stream it on my internet connection. And as long as my internet connection is good enough, I can play this game perfectly. Uh, that's pretty cool. I think, I mean, that was always the dream that PlayStation now would get to. Um, and obviously, you know, I I'm haven't had time to really try it, but I'm going to try to see what this Chrome streaming is like. If only because Chrome is already a data hog in general on your computer. I can't imagine what it would be like to have like a tab of just a game open on your computer and trying to play it. So I think uh, it'll be pretty interesting. Uh, you should, if you haven't, you can sign up to try it out um, because like obviously Chrome and Ubisoft know that you're not going to just sign up directly to play it 100% that way. Um but in because of that announcement, uh, Microsoft announced that they are an, uh, having another stream. They're going to have a streaming platform as well called xCloud. Um, and all of these things are similar to what PlayStation was doing earlier in this cycle where you could actually play PlayStation Now games on your phone, on TVs, on computers. And now it's just your computer and your PlayStation 4. But they only got rid of all the other ones because people weren't using them. So I'll be very curious to see if uh, if xCloud or Chrome streaming or these other applications end up actually becoming a thing people use. But I just want I, to- I am looking I am looking forward to seeing the power of the xCloud. Oh lord, <laughs> maybe it'll be in Crackdown Three, which is probably going to get delayed again. Um... <laughs> if it if it's I don't think it'll be delayed. They'll just never talk about it ever again. Nah, it'll get delayed. It'll be their Death Stranding. Crackdown Cree is Xbox Death Stranding. Death Stranding hasn't gotten a release date. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. It's going to anyway. release when you least expect it. You know the, button, you know the button that gets me so bad. It's what, like, Death Stranding? Just, it's just... just saying that, oh yeah, it's been delayed 20 times. What are you <laughs> It's not been announced once. <laughs> the announcement's been delayed over and over. Right. <laughs> the announcement keeps getting delayed every conference. Yeah, that, that game announced two years ago is such a... Such a... It's been so long. So after, long. After I'm, I'm Konami broke from it... After <laughs> Kojima broke from his Konami shackles. He's... Uh, clearly, he wasn't working on the game enough while he was tied down to his chair... Uh, to his desk. Um, so he, he needs to just work harder now, of course. Just he did not harder. like it. <laughs> and he couldn't even finish PT. What a joke. Exactly. Oh, exactly. The, uh, yeah, that's a Kojima problem. Oh, that's the, that's the worst button. Well, you know, a good button to press is when Ninja Theory established the sinuous scholarship to train mental health tutors. Goodness. Um, <laughs> they actually announced that they're going to collaborate with Cambridgeshire and the Peterborough F NHS Foundation Trust Recovery uh, College East um, with a scholarship to support mental health education in recognition of World Mental Health Day. Now, last year, they donated part of the proceeds of all of the money that they made off of Singular Sacrifice on World Mental Health Day um, and encouraged others to do the same. Um, this year... Uh, they are actually going to be working um, to fund Senua's scholarship in partnership with the organization Head to Toe Charity, 
which will allow a student each year to train with the organization to become a mental health tutor. And these mental health tutors assist people diagnosed with mental illness in discovering the possibilities of life beyond a diagnosis. Um, this is brought to us by uh, Rebecca Valentine, uh, the lovely Revy B on gamesindustry.biz. But I thought it was a good story. Um, as always, it's always, you know, we talk about business stuff all the time. I like to break it up with stories about when people do more than just make money, but also make good actions happen. So uh, it's a good thing for Ninja Theory and a nice polite golf clap uh, to uh, acknowledge that they uh, created a, a nice little scholarship for everyone. Um, golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> Everybody's golf club. And then in the ongoing saga of Telltale Games and The Walking Dead final season, oh, um, it turns out that the game company that Telltale Games was talking to was Skybound Interactive, um, which has normally been a publisher of games, not necessarily a developer. Um, but it looks like they are going to be taking over the last two episodes of the final of the final season um and they're going to try to actually bring the original members of the team back now this is one of those things that is very difficult um like i know everyone's initial reaction when they started talking about like well we're going to try to you know make the game and we're going to try to figure out a way for them to pull people back but there's also another part of it if it's like People got laid off like uh, this is now like a month ago now or a month and a half ago or however long it's been. Uh, a lot of people probably moved on to like get other jobs like they probably haven't been sitting around waiting for this opportunity. Um, so in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz um, or I should say in with Variety, um, he doesn't uh, the Skybound president Dan Murray told them he doesn't know how much of the original team can be secured for the project. So, you know, we're, he says, we're doing our best to take care of the people. Our intent to work with is, with is to work with the original team, but there are a lot of moving parts. I don't want to get into specifics around the deal itself, but I will say this. We are doing everything we can. We are doing everything we can to do right by the people making the game. There's not a huge upside for the corporate entity of Telltale Games. There's nothing to do with Telltale Games and everything to do with the people involved with making the Walking Dead game and trying to take care of them in the meantime the best way we can. That's the process we are in. Save the game for the fans and provide at least a runway to the team as we finish off the game. It's everything to do with the people who are making the game and the fans. Um, so, yeah, it, it looks like they probably bought the since they are uh, a, a game company themselves. It looks like they probably bought this license or at least uh, it's their you, license. I was going to say at least they're it's Robert using, Kirkman <laughs> studio. That's what I'm saying. I was, they're going to use their license ownership to say, we're going to take over the rest of this game since they can't finish it. And they're going to try to hire as many people as they can. But to be very honest, I don't know how many of those people they'll be able to get back, given it's been so long since the initial shuttering for them to be able to try to finish it off. Um, yeah, because like it would be, you know, months only. Yeah. You take a job. If I mean, where's Skybound interactive themselves? That I do not know. Um, um, I, would I think it's they're in America somewhere. Well, it's obviously. I think they're situated. Oh, it does not say why. Internet, tell me immediately all the answers. <laughs> have you got? 
You must ask strong the right curation everywhere. You must, you must ask the right questions, sir. It's just like iRobot. Remember when iRobot, when every time Will Smith would ask him a question, he would be like, you're not asking the right questions. Oh, contact <laughs> us. Email. Of course. Oh, I'm so salty. <laughs> Is it Canada? No, there's no address. It's just... It's Los Angeles, California. Skybound okay. LLC. Uh... <laughs> so, that's still relocation, even from SY. Yeah, from the, some, from the San Francisco area. Um, but yeah, either way, I mean, mostly I wanted to bring this up just to say, you know, they are, obviously they've announced that they're going to work on this game. They've announced that they're going to try to bring the original devs back. But how are they going to do that? They, they probably have about as much of an idea as we do. Uh, or I should say, they'll have more of an idea than we do. But they're likely going to run into the same thing. Oh, this person that was doing this already has another job. Or this person that was doing this is like now left the country again already. Like, whatever they may run into. This person that relocated to finish this game is now in back in wherever they came from or something. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of, of moving parts going on there. Um, but The Walking Dead may actually finish. So, Daniel, you may finally understand what happened to Clementine. You'll You'll know. You'll figure it out. <sighs> I hope to finish the Lord of the Rings game too. Not Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Is that what oh. it's called? <laughs> I don't. Does that one have unessential? <laughs> uh, that that one was really really important to me. Okay. You enjoyed that one? No, but it was oh. important to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I heard nobody liked that one, but you know, I that was terrible. But they left a lot of things like. You know, unfinished, and you know, yeah. I just want to know what happened to the terrible people. Exactly, all of them. They were all they all sucked. <laughs> That's a good thing about Game of Thrones, though. Basically, everyone dies at some point. I just want to watch it happen. Yeah, I just want yeah. the confirmation. Right, exactly. I need to go back and actually watch Game of Thrones. I think I've been, I've not oh. been asked about it enough recently that I don't even, I, I don't feel like I don't have like my guard up around it. Of like, you're not compelled. Yeah, I, I was never compelled to watch it because people were kept asking me. But now that we've brought it up, and this is the first time I've talked about Game of Thrones in, like, months, I'm like, yeah, you know, I actually enjoyed, like, the first three episodes of season one that I watched. I should go back and watch that <laughs> and catch all the way up. Um, But, yeah, uh, to to end this, I'm going to end on a fun story because there's – there's more things, but, you know, we, we took a good amount of time explaining what we were working on. All right, let me open up that tab then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as of uh, the season six kickoff, um, was uh, it was kicked off about two weeks ago from today. And uh, while everyone was very excited for the return of season six of Fortnite, um, it also seemed like everyone was also excited in their pants about it as they... Nen created adult website Pornhub, who keeps very in-depth stats on what's being searched for on their site, broke down the data in regards to Fortnite. Already one of the most popular games in the industry, it seems the game also has quite the draw in the adult entertainment world. Um, yeah, so uh, the infographic on September 27th reveals that Fortnite searches on Pornhub saw a dramatic increase of 112%. So it's... <laughs> 
needless to say, the cross-section of, of Pornhub always releasing their stats to make sure that everyone understands how popular their website is. I think my favorite is every console. They try to say, like, when the new consoles, like, every year, they're like, here's how many people were searching on their PlayStation 4s and on their Xbox Ones. I'm very going to be very curious if it's even possible on your Nintendo Switch. I don't think there's a browser. but I'll find out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as always, it is incredible that... Um, it's like really normal for Pornhub to make the news, not just in like the adult entertainment world, but in the gaming world on Forbes. Like it is a massive site that just like publishes their stuff. Like their studies that of science. Uh, and it's amazing. Yeah. Ninja just played with Ellen DeGeneres. Did he? Yeah. He, he played, played with, with a woman. woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beat you. Uh, on, on Pornhub? <laughs> exactly no. different different Diff- hub different hub did you see Ellen the searches hub. no i didn't see the searches the top searches well the very first one was fortnite hentai good then porn right. then parody cosplay a bunch of other ones mm-hmm. but one of the worst ones is very near the bottom is strip fortnite because that's not a Pornhub search, that's a YouTube search. Oh, look at that. I mean, it's officially on Pornhub, but if you... You'll get some safer work results if you did that on YouTube. Amazing. Yep. One I kill mean, equals I'm... remove one piece of clothing on Fortnite. Best one yet. Number three. <laughs> 10 million subscribers. Oh lord! Strip Fortnite uncensored. That's oh my god, uncensored. Forty-seven percent likes indicates that's a lie. So the question is, um, are the Fortnite porn searches as popular as the um, Minecraft? No, as the blonde white girl with an acoustic guitar singing rap songs. Is that is it is it as popular as those videos? Because those videos are also really popular, like unreasonably popular. That people just look for people who really want to sing. Uh, um, what is? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the one that I saw most recently. Someone I, I like just I, about this. I like the rhythm and the words of the rap, but I need it more white time. bread and more to that speaks to my. I needed, I needed an acoustic guitar. It's like when Kanye made Heartless, and then it was really popular, and then he they gave it to a group to cover it, and it was an acoustic guitar cover of Heartless, and it was even more popular. It was like, this is the exact same song, guys. This is the exact same song. It's just a guitar. It's the only difference. Just go, uh, just bring it down. <laughs> yeah. And, all right. And then you got yourself an acoustic cover. Of anything. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt Witkowski, tell people where they can find you. Well, you can find me on the internet. I'm on Twitter mostly at Monte World Peace. Um, also, you can find me writing about stuff on Fansided, usually about basketball. My name there is Matt Witkowski because at one point I was Monte World Peace and they made me change it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They like that. That's how that went. Um, I'm also on Twitch sometimes when that happens. 
I had right. to argue for one of our writers to get their real name and then their esports name in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then oh, okay. they left and I was so mad. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I fought so hard because everyone in esports apparently has their screen name as part of their byline. I yeah, feel my... like you should be able to do Mod World Peace. Uh my esports name's Doof Master. Doof Master. <laughs> Deepmaster sixty nine four twenty yeah mm hmm mm hmm that is also a PSN name change that needs to happen um <laughs> you get a PSN first uh PS four Daniel George where can the people find you you can find me on Twitter at it's Daniel George one year I'll be back on Twitch if never at twitch.tv slash degenerator you can find my writing and my review of Jackbox five. On Tuesday morning at apptrigger.com. Word. Uh, someone move into my house, please. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in the Toronto area, you want to live in the Toronto East. <laughs> um, 820 a month. Right. Plus utilities. Right. right. You can send me a DM on Twitter. <laughs> I had four people lined up to see the place today. Zero of them showed up. Wow. We had someone lined up, and then they had used a family emergency and said they can't do it anymore. I understand. And I also understand. someone also today said they had a family emergency and couldn't come. So I'm, I feel it's like the world is just yeah. exploding. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's families are exploding. <clears throat> It's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, my get out of the lease agreements. My family's not exploding, but uh, I am going to let you all know that you can find me on Twitter at GOTMAB21. Um, also, when people go, when you go into an interview and the guy asks, Do you have a Twitter? and you say, Absolutely not. But then he follows it up with, Well, how would you explain Twitter to your grandparents? And I was like, Hmm. How to explain something that I just said I don't use? <laughs> well, you can know about you can know about porn websites and never use them. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Um. So anyway, uh, you can find the show at Screen Liquor Podcast on Facebook. You can find the show Screen Liquor Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, Spotify, wherever you want to find them, Google Play, we're everywhere, uh, anywhere you want to be. And with that being said, I have enjoyed talking to you all. I have been looking at like canvas art pieces I want to put up around my house as opposed to looking for video game quotes today. So I do not have one, but I do wish you all a wonderful rest of your day, wonderful rest of your night, and a very happy, happy. What are we here for? Just to suffer? <laughs> I have a little bit.